Over the past few years, I have asked you guys to give me a rating and review. And if you've done that, thank you so, so much. I really appreciate it. It's so helpful. But if you haven't, I get it. I kind of get it. Like, I'm asking you to go and click on this thing and then like, how do I do it? And then I have to come up with some kind of a review and I don't know what to say and I'll do it later, right? I, I get it. I've, I've kind of been there before. I, I know exactly how you feel. And so I'm not asking you to do that now, okay? What I'm asking you to do now is so easy. Anybody can do it and it literally takes like one second. Go into whatever you're listening to, whether it's Apple Podcast or Spotify or whatever platform you're listening on, they all have it. And just click on the subscribe button. Just subscribe. It takes one second. You don't have to be creative. You don't have to come up with a review and write it all out and you know be self-conscious about it. Just hit that subscribe button. That would be so, so, so impactful for me. And if you're enjoying this and getting a lot out of it, that would mean the world to me. It really would. And it's so easy. Anyone can do it. Like, let's literally stop listening right now. Stop listening. Go and do it. That's how much it means to me. Nobody ever asks you to leave their show and stop listening for anything. But I'm asking you to stop listening right now. Go and just quickly subscribe. Come right back and take a listen. That would mean the world to me. I would really appreciate it. You guys are awesome. And I really appreciate it. Thanks. And part of the building out the team, if you're going to do more and more deals, you also have to build out a marketing strategy so that you're not just getting one deal every three or four or six months, once a year, just like when the wind changes direction, you get a deal somehow, you don't know how. If you want to start creating a business that has predictable, reliable results, you have to build a predictable, reliable marketing mechanism that brings in those deals, right? You're listening to the Just Start Real Estate Podcast. If you're serious about your real estate investing business and need real answers, you are in the right place. And now, your host, Mike Simmons. All right, guys, thank you for joining me on the show today. I appreciate it. I'm back with another solo episode. It's just you and I today again. And today I'm going to cover a topic that is, is sort of basic. If you have been in real estate for a long time and maybe you've been wholesaling for a long time and you've done you know dozens or hundreds of wholesale deals, uh, maybe this episode isn't going to be awesome for you, but who knows? Maybe you will learn something and you'll take something away from this too. What this episode is for is for the, uh, the, the a large amount of people lately that I've been talking to about their business and, and what they want to do. And, and some people want to get into wholesaling, uh, but they don't really know exactly what it is and how it works, which, you know, as someone who's been wholesaling like at high volume now for about seven years, it feels, um, you know, a lot of stuff feels really basic when it comes to wholesaling because I've been doing it for so long and we've done a lot of deals. But what I'm realizing is there are a lot of gaps in people's knowledge of what wholesaling is. How does it go? What, you know, what parts go where and when and why do you do this? And how do I make money? And what about the contracts? And how do I close? And what do I tell sellers? And what do I tell buyers? Like there's a lot of confusion that I have, have heard around the topic of wholesaling. And so I got this question recently and uh, I answered it and I saved the audio. And so I'm going to play that for you guys here rather than just recreate it and regurgitate everything I said. Uh, I think I said it pretty well and pretty clearly. And so if there's any part, any part of wholesaling that seems mysterious or confusing to you, then listen to this episode. 
If wholesaling is something you want to add to your business, maybe you're a realtor and you would like to learn about wholesaling so that you can increase your earnings this year, then you should listen to it. If you're a house flipper that you want to add wholesaling to your business, then listen to it. If you're a wholesaler that's new and you just like have a lot of questions, and this is what I'm hearing a lot, a lot of people who who call themselves wholesalers but don't really understand the process, okay, then this is for you. If you've been wholesaling at a high level and you don't really need it broken down for you, then then this might not be the right episode. And I rarely say that, but I, I just don't want to. I don't want to waste your time. So if you're like totally understand wholesaling from end to end and you've got it nailed, this maybe is not necessarily uh, a good episode for you. But everyone else, pay attention because this is how wholesaling works. Uh, and I, it's about eh, 15, 20 minutes. So it's not like I'm spending three hours going through the process because we could get pretty granular. But this sort of covers all the bases of what happens and you know everything you kind of need to know to run a wholesaling operation. So I uh, hope you guys enjoy this and let me know. You can always shoot a message to me at mike at justartrealestate.com if you want to talk about it, have more questions, something didn't make sense. Also, you should know I have made it my goal this year. One of my resolutions, if you heard the episode that I did about a month ago on my resolutions, I have a goal of helping 100 people either reach six figures as a wholesaling company, or if you're already doing six figures or close to it, get to seven figures, right? I want to give you the blueprint, the entire blueprint of everything I do to make seven figures and profits in my business year in and year out, right? And it is a process and it's teachable. If you want to know that process, if you want to be one of the 100 people reach out to me pretty quickly. It's starting to, you know, people are reaching out and I'm starting to bring people in and help them out. And so if you want that uh, for you, reach out to me. Uh, you can reach out at my my email address at mike at justartrealestate.com. I would actually prefer if you reach out to me on Facebook Messenger and said, hey, I heard your podcast. I want to be one of the 100. Um, that's just sort of where I've been doing most of the communication with folks. So you can do it that way too. All right, guys, let's get into the episode. What is wholesaling and how does it work? Well, I'm going to answer this question. What is wholesaling? So at a really like a 30,000 foot view, wholesaling is this. You have three primary people in a wholesale deal. You have the seller of the home, okay? The homeowner or the home seller. You have the wholesaler. And then you have a buyer who is going to ultimately be the one who purchases the seller's house, okay? And so the way it works is a wholesaler typically does marketing and, and other uh, things to try to generate leads, to try to generate opportunities to find people who want to sell their house at a discount. So <clears throat> as a wholesaler, I do marketing and I find someone calls me and they say, hey, uh, I got your postcard in the mail. I see that you buy houses for cash. I want to buy my house. I need to close quickly. My house is not in great shape. You know, they might've inherited it or whatever. So I go to the house, I take a look at it. I talk to the homeowner or the seller. We negotiate a price to purchase the house. And so for hypothetical reasons or for the, the purpose of this, of this um, you know, theoretical experiment, let's just say I, I agree to buy the house for $100,000. So we sign a purchase agreement between the homeowner and, and me, my company, right? So I have an agreement to purchase that seller's house for $100,000, me and him, right? Then as a wholesaler, I know that I ultimately don't want to buy the house. So I go to my list of buyers, people who have previously 
reached out to me and said, I flip houses. I want to buy houses that you find. If you find a good deal, let me know. So I take that purchase agreement. I take the information and I send, in my case, I send an email to all of my buyers and say, hey, buyers, I have this property. Here's how many bedrooms, bathrooms, square footage. Here's a bunch of pictures of it. If you're interested in buying this property, I will sell it to you for $110,000, let's just say, for, for the sake of this, of this example. $110,000. Now, let's recap. I've offered to pay the seller $100,000. And then I made that, that property for, uh, for sale or, or I offered it to my buyers for $110,000, which means I have built in a $10,000 profit for me. If I have a buyer on my list who raises their hand and says, I want to buy that house and I will pay $110,000 for that house, that number, that price works for me. I send them a contract that's called an assignment contract. An assignment contract. Okay. So now we have three people involved. We have the seller, we have me, and we have my buyer who said, I'll pay $110,000. Okay. So three people. Right now, there's only one contract in, in, involved, and that's the purchase agreement between me and the seller. Okay, that's, a, that's the one contract. Me and the seller have a purchase agreement. The assignment contract that I send my buyer is the second document that's in this, in this scenario now. And that document's called an assignment contract. And, and me and the buyer, we sign that. And what it says is, I agree to assign my legal rights to the purchase agreement as, as the person on the purchase agreement, I am selling you the, I'm selling you my right to buy this property. I'm selling it to the buyer. I'm selling my right to buy this property to the buyer and I'm selling it to him for the price of $10,000. Okay. Now we have a seller, wholesaler, me and a buyer. And we have a contract between me and the seller, and another contract, an assignment contract between me and the buyer. Three people, two contracts. Both of those contracts, the purchase agreement and the assignment contract, go to the title company. The title company gets these contracts and they say, okay, I see we have a purchase agreement between the seller and the wholesaler. And I see we have an assignment contract that gives this buyer the authority to close on behalf of the wholesaler for the cost of $10,000. All those documents go to title. Title does their title work. They run a title search and they make sure that all the liens and everything are, are accounted for. And when we go to closing, the seller goes to closing, the buyer has to bring to closing $100,000 to close on the purchase agreement in place of me. And another $10,000 have to be brought to title to pay me my $10,000 assignment fee, right? It's the fee that they have agreed to pay in order to take over this contract. And so they, they bring $110,000. The seller gets their $100,000 that, that I agreed to with them. They get their $100,000. I get $10,000 and the buyer gets the property. And they essentially paid $110,000 total for it, okay? I know there's closing costs. I, I get it. There's other fees that are involved, but just to keep the numbers clean, that's how wholesaling works. Okay. It's really not that difficult. Now, 
that's how a wholesale deal works. And that's fine for when you're just starting off, you find a deal, right? You find a seller who wants to sell, you get a contract, you find a buyer, you get the assignment contract, you go to closing, you get paid. And so very simple, very straightforward. When you start growing your wholesaling company and doing more and more deals, now you start needing to put people in certain seats. You need to start building out a team. And part of the building out the team, if you're going to do more and more deals, you also have to build out a marketing strategy so that you're not just getting one deal every three or four or six months, once a year, just like when the wind changes direction, you get a deal somehow, you don't know how. If you want to start creating a business that has predictable, reliable results, you have to build a predictable, reliable marketing mechanism that brings in those deals, right? So a marketing strategy or a marketing person is one seat in a wholesaling company. Another seat or the next seat in line uh, as, as the pr process goes through is someone who takes the incoming leads, whether that's calls or emails or text messages, whatever you're doing for marketing, somebody has to receive those inquiries. And that person, we call them lead intake. Typically in our world, they're answering a phone. <clears throat> But depending on what your marketing is, they might be responding to an email, responding to a text, who knows. But you have a lead intake person. They're the ones who interface first with the seller that you've reached out to via your marketing. They interface with them first to try to find out, do they have a house to sell? How much do they want for it? What's their motivation for selling, right? That helps. Because the next person in line is what we call an acquisitions person or an acquisitions manager. An acquisitions manager's job is to take the information from the lead intake person <clears throat> and then reach out to the seller or go to the seller on a visit, an in-person visit, and sit down and try to really understand the circumstances and the situation that the seller's in and ultimately negotiate a price that's agreeable to both parties, my company and the seller. So that's the acquisitions person's job. They get that contract, they bring it back, and in our company, they give it to the next person in line, which is called dispositions. A dispositions person or dispositions manager, their job is to take that purchase agreement that the acquisitions person got, take that purchase agreement and market it out to the buyers. Like I talked about in my 30,000 foot example, they take that purchase agreement and they send an email out to all the buyers that have previously told us that they want to buy houses from us. And they say, hey, we have this property under contract. Here are the details and here's how much we want for the property if you buy it, including our assignment. So that's the dispositions job. The next person on the line is transactions, transaction coordinator. They take all the documents, the purchase agreement, the assignment contract, any other documents that's involved, and they send them to title and they work directly with the title company to get all of the title work done and to get a closing date set. Okay. And then in our company, the last person in line is the, our bookkeeper. And I think that's a very important person in anybody's company, whether you're a landlord, a household or a wholesaler, it doesn't matter. Everybody needs a bookkeeper, in my opinion. So the last person in line is a bookkeeper. That's where all the closing docs get sent to the bookkeeper. It all gets logged and in, 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 uh, input into QuickBooks so that at the end of the year, we have a good bookkeeping uh, accounting of what we did so we can send it to our CPA. So that's, the, that's all the seats involved in a wholesaling company. But at a high level, you're just finding a seller who wants to sell. You're getting a purchase agreement at a price that you guys can agree on. You take that purchase agreement and you uh, make it available to a buyer who wants to buy it. 
you charge them money for taking legal control of your purchase agreement via uh, an assignment contract. And you all go to closing and you get your assignment fee. The seller gets the sale price that you agreed to and the buyer gets the house. Okay. That's probably the most succinct explanation I've ever given for wholesaling, but that's exactly what it is. It's not hard. It's not um, overly complicated. It just takes you doing it once like anything else. It takes you doing it once to feel comfortable that you know how to do it and you know what you're doing. Um, but, but it really isn't more than that and you shouldn't be afraid of it. All right. It looks like we got another question here. Uh, a follow-up question. Does the buyer know the amount they are paying over the price you paid for the property? Um, that's a great question. The, the answer is yes, they eventually will know. They may not know when I send them that first email that I talked about where I say, hey, I've got this property and you can have it, you know, you can buy it for $110,000 in my example. They may not know at that point what the assignment fee is, <clears throat> but if they agree to purchase it for $110,000, ultimately, because they are taking legal responsibility for the purchase agreement, they need to see the purchase agreement, right? They need to see that when they agree to take legal responsibility. We don't show the purchase agreement to all of the buyers that we send this information to because until they have an agreement with us to actually buy the property, they don't need to see it. They, that document is not, not for them. They don't have access to it. But once they agree to buy it at a certain price, then they see the purchase agreement and then it's a matter of math, right? I tell them they can have it for 110. They agree to 110 and then they see the purchase agreement and they see that we bought it for 100 and they do the math and they say, oh, they're making $10,000. One of the reasons why a wholesaler might want to be, might want to raise money in order to have it available to buy properties is for this reason. Scenario, if I were to get a property under contract for $100,000, right? Let's go back to my original, um, my original scenario. I buy it for a hundred or I agree to buy it for $100,000. Now let's just say that property, let's just say the ARV, which we talked about earlier, the ARV, just for the sake of argument, let's just go crazy. Let's just say the ARV is 300,000 and the house doesn't need a lot of work, okay? This rarely happens. It's, it's, a, it's a unicorn, right? But let's just say the ARV is 300,000. I buy it or get it under contract for 100,000, right? In this scenario, if it doesn't need a lot of work, I could probably sell this to most investors easily for $200,000. Maybe maybe 225, 230, who knows, right? But at least I could market up $100,000. Most buyer the the psychology of of a human being is such that if I agree to spend $200,000 on a house because I know it's worth $300,000 after I renovate it, if I agree to that as the buyer, and then I see the purchase agreement and I go, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. They, they're, they have it under contract for 100,000 and they're asking me to pay 200. So they're gonna make $100,000 just by assigning it to me. Most people will have a negative reaction to that even though five minutes before that, $200,000 purchase price for them was a good purchase price. They were happy about it. They were excited about it, right? $200,000 made sense for them until they saw how much I was making as the wholesaler in between the two, right? 
They see that I'm making $100,000 and now they're mad that, that they're paying $200,000. It's, it's human psychology. It, it happens almost every single time when you have a scenario where the wholesalers are making a ton of money. And so in those cases, if I got that deal, I would buy it outright from the seller for $100,000 and then I would sell it to my buyer for $200,000. That, that's just the way I would do it. They can still find out that I paid $100,000 for it, but not until down the line, right? It's going to be after we close it, they'll find out. And really, they shouldn't care. But it's like this, right? If I told you I was going to give you a million dollars, you'd be ecstatic, right? Well, what if I told you I was going to give you a lottery ticket that was worth $5 million dollars? but it was going to be taxed $4 million and you're only going to keep a million dollars. That million dollars feels different now. Most people would be pissed that they're only going to get 1 million of the $5 million lottery ticket and that 4 million was going to be taken out in taxes, right? It's a totally different psychology. A million dollars sounded great 30 seconds ago when I said, I'll give you a million dollars, you were ecstatic until you found out that the lottery ticket was actually a $5 million lottery ticket, but it was going to be taxed $4 million, right? It's the same thing happens with wholesaling. They're happy to pay $200,000 until they found out you, find out you got it for $100,000 and you're going to probably make more than them on the deal, right? Human psychology. So in that case, uh, we, are, uh, we are going to want to buy it ourselves and then sell it to the buyer uh, in a separate transaction. All right, guys, that's it for today. Hopefully that cleared up wholesaling for you if there was any confusion in your brain about it. Um, certainly there's more to it at a granular level, right? At a real detailed level uh, that I didn't discuss here, right? But that's the basics. That's the overview. And hopefully that helps fill in some gaps. If you're still confused or you're still uh, wanting more, you can reach out to me directly uh, on Facebook Messenger. That's probably the best way. Or you can go to Just Start Real Estate on Facebook as well and uh, shoot me a message there. That, that'll work. Whatever. I'll find it. Uh, just shoot me a message and let me know you need more help or you have more questions. And we'll, uh, we'll see what we can do to get those questions answered and get you moving forward because that's the key here. We want to move forward, hit our goals, right? Let's, we don't make excuses. We make money we have success. We move forward. And so that's the, that's the mindset I want you to have. All right, guys, we'll see you next time.